Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. So yeah, join them a little close to the winning. Ain't nothing personal. I eat your verses for dinner. Flow like Sunday service. Emerging folks to repentance. So emotional. Seats be like, I don't rap no more. I'm delivered. If you don't surrender, I end you in 50 bars or less. Then independently verify the main cause of death. See, I told you to never try me unless you're ready. Cause I'll swallow your finest points whole in the past machetes. Then start hacking into the black of your shepherd bedroom. I reprogram your vernacular so you has to tell them. That side rock ain't no opponent to play with. That's right. So I was reading up about you. You grew up in D.C. and you have this uh, this, this theater background. Um, what is it about? And but you're not doing theater anymore. You're doing you're you're a hip hop artist. What is it about? What you learned from theater that kind of helps you with what you do today? Um, really, how to have a presence on stage and connecting with those in the audience who you want to um, relay your message to. Um, during like the time when I was when I was doing theater arts, we were learning how to use our voices and sing and dance and express with our bodies. Um, so a lot of that, you know, I incorporate in my music now and my stage presence now. So when did um, when did you turn to or when or what drew you to uh, hip hop culture, but also rap music? Like when what was that album that maybe that song you heard that said, I this is what I want to do? Um, I don't, it wasn't one album. I mean, I've always loved hip hop. Um, I've always been uh, a fan ever since watching video jukebox on, <laughs> on our very limited cable. Um, but, you know, the early albums that I love, like that really like woke me up, uh, were the early artists, I would say, was KRS One and Roots and Outkast. Um, people with really bold points of view and, and kind of original points of view. Um, but it wasn't, <clears throat> I've always been drawn from my beginnings. I've always been drawn to poetry um, and spoken words. So my parents always exposed us to The Last Poets and Nikki Giovanni and um, Maya Angelou. And so like I've always um, had have been exposed to the power of word and rhythm um, in that form. So I was doing that first. Mm -hmm. So I was writing. I wasn't doing any like slams or open mics or anything like that, but I was writing poetry. And um, I ended up meeting my producer, Soul Messiah, and he was working on some other artists and had a studio and all that. So I, one day I put one of my poems to music and recorded it. And then um, being the ego-driven beings that we are, <laughs> once I heard myself, I was like, hmm, this sounds kind of cool. Um, so I kept doing it, and um, you know, the rest is the future. Uh, on your, one of your new tracks, Hand of God, you spit, my mic is like 
my, my mic is like my only highlight in my life. Uh, what kind of was, what, what was the purpose of writing for you uh, when you first started out, but kind of how, how have you developed that purpose or how do you continue to develop that purpose? Um, writing really is expression. It's freedom for me. All of the things that I wouldn't feel comfortable saying publicly, wouldn't feel comfortable exp expressing about myself verbally, um, when I began to write, those were the things that I um, would put in my words, put in my lyrics. Um, and it is a sort of healing process. It, it is a catharsis in many ways, um, a refuge from you know, a world in which you sometimes feel muted mm. or sometimes feel silenced. Um, the microphone has become that. It used to be my little journal, but now the, the microphone has become that for me, a way to express a side of myself that I would normally feel comfortable expressing. How do you choose what you share with us? I mean, you, I think on one of your songs you talk about, well, when you talk about how many albums you have out, but then you also, what blew me away is that you talked about how there's music out there that you've created that we have not heard yet, or you might even share with us. How do you choose what's public and what's not? It's, it, it, you know, it's interesting. Um, as an artist in the public, public sphere, you have to be very careful um, in what you expose to the world. You know, it's, it's important to maintain a sense of privacy. So sometimes when I go too deep, when I can't even, you know, perform a song or record a song without feeling a gut punch or a gut blow or something, sometimes I'll like, well, let me keep that to myself. Or sometimes when I'm feeling um, extremely... Um, like I'm, I'm wanting to purge some in those moments. Sometimes I'm like, okay, let's go with it because people need to hear this side, this part of it. Um, so it's, it's really a balance kind of maintaining that sense of, of privacy and keeping some of that for yourself, but also sharing, you know, those parts that we hold dearest that often we don't see in this world, in this hip hop world that we don't hear, so. When I wake up, no makeup, half naked, I feel like I'm the dish. Pardon my language, but hangups do not define the kid. No, I'm not flawless, I'm scarred up and I'm fine with it. My body are the laundry list of all of life's unkindnesses. You, what, to me, what really stands out to me is that you exude this, this, this huge amount of confidence on the microphone and about yourself. And you know, it's in the beginning lyrics of forever, when I wake up, no makeup, half naked, I feel like I'm the shit. It's just like, all right, this is a person that's truly empowering herself, truly confident about what she does. Where does this confidence come from? I mean, was there that one, what was that one moment that kind of maybe you were lacking confidence and you wrote something or you heard something and that just kind of changed your mindset? You know what's funny? I mean, I feel like there's ebbs and flows with that. Um, for me, like, I'm naturally a very reserved person, very um, timid, if you will. I've been that my whole life. Um, but there's a sense of power that comes with taking ownership of your voice and um, what you present to the world. And in becoming an MC, I was able to do that in a way that I never was before. Um, so there wasn't one pivotal, pivotal moment. Um, it was more a lifelong journey to, and, and it's still continuing, you know, um, a lifelong journey to 
just discovering that what I have to say is valuable and worth being heard. Mm-hmm. You know, whether someone accepts it or not, that's fine. But understanding that, coming to that understanding. Um, and that's just really what I try to just um, relay to whoever's listening. You know, you are worth it. You are worthy. What you, your presence is um, necessary. You know, everybody might not receive that or might not accept that, but knowing that is the first is the first step. You know, you are ten albums in, um, ten plus albums in, and you do something interesting. I think that stood out to me on Hand of God is that you you say uh, now now allow me to reintroduce myself. Uh, why that reset? Why that? What is? Why do you need to reintroduce yourself to us to your fans? Because a lot of the albums, most of the albums that I've done, you know, my fan base that I've grown, fam base, my supporter group over the years, um, it's a small sect of the population. So with this album that Hand of God is going to be released on, um, it's going to be released through a label. I'm going to have more visibility, more of a presence. So I am, in a sense, introducing myself or reintroducing myself to the world as an artist. Mm. You know, it feels interesting, especially when you've been performing for as long as I have, (laughs) and I've been doing this for as long as I have, but that they're like, I'm like, damn, y'all still don't know about me? (laughs) But, you know, we're constantly having to, you know, reintroduce constantly having to uh, um, reemerge if you will uh, you talked about when you first signed with rhymes Ayers, um, you kind of talked about how being a part of a label is now going to let you do like the themes you want to do um, the themes you want to do in terms of your music uh, what was what is it about signing to a label or even signing to rhymes Ayers that kind of allows you that freedom now to explore themes that you might have not been able to explore before in your music? Um, I would say that I was exploring everything I needed to, I was, I wanted to explore before I signed with the label. I think now I have more support in terms of um, exposure and then just kind of corralling all of my thoughts and my goals, you know, into a more focused um, trajectory because mm-hmm. before I was like oh yeah I want to put out an album let's do it next week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so you know not thinking about okay is this the best time to release you know um, did we campaign enough like all these things so like all of these things that we didn't really pay attention to before or we didn't really put much stock into we were just kind of releasing music we're now having uh, support from, you know, a company, a label that's been doing this for 20 plus years, 25 years coming up, um, and that understand how to market authenticity. Mm -hmm. You know, that sounds like a contrast, marketability and authenticity, but they understand that with their artists because every single artist on that label does their own thing and it's just unique and it's kind of was like a perfect fit. We're in Brooklyn, New York. This is maybe why people are hearing a sound check right now. You're on tour with Rhapsody. Yes. Um, what is what is one of your favorite things about just the live show, the live performance uh, that you, you constantly learn from, you get out of every time you do it? Connecting. Um, I think there's listening to music on an album at home, like in your car or, or in your room or whatever, and being able to... Um, 
have the music resonate with you. And there's another thing when there is someone, when there is the artist, the writer, speaking those words to you, you know, making eye contact, speaking one-on-one, and then um, there's an energy that's created there, a space that's created there. For a moment, you and the audience are holding space and creating a new environment and new vibe and a reinvention of the song Mm -hmm. that they've heard for, you know, two, three times before. Um, so that's really for me like that's that's an amazing feeling to build upon what I've already created and then just having like meeting and um, just absorbing that energy and reflecting that energy that people who support me or newer people who are just discovering my music um that feeling is, is is really like no other, and it's really inspiring, encourages me to continue to make music and want to perform. And it's a way that I can express, again, with my body, that I normally don't express mm-hmm. in in real life. Real life, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm very, you know, I hold all that energy in, but when I'm on stage, I'm like, I'm letting out all kinds of stuff, all kinds of junk, you know? You post on your Instagram page kind of a video montage of some highlights from, I think, the Philly show yeah. of you, like a meet and greet or you talking to fans. Uh, were there some highlights of conversations that you had that, you know, that you took away, you, you had a learning experience from uh, that you didn't know before about how your music touched fans? Um, a lot of people really, really felt forever. Like, that was the major takeaway from Philly like forever is one of those things where I decided to delve deeper and share something with the world that was very personal to me and it has has resonated so deeply with many people and they share that with me and they express that to me when they you know I was in a really rough time and um I listened to forever every single day to get me through um, this experience. One person told me that his wife passed away and that is what helped him to get through, you know, that tragedy. Um, So like those are the moments, those are the moments that, um, those affirmative moments that let you know you're on the right path. What's the importance of, I think, this tour for you and this tour for Rhapsody in terms of what you guys are trying to accomplish with it? Uh, Was there, when you were first, or when you, when you first embarked on this adventure, did you, did you, what, what did you want to get out of it, and what, what do you want it to bring to everyone? Um, really, I wanted to one, again reiterate the fact that there are women out here who really spit, um, have something to say, um, and there's a point of view that hasn't really been explored. Um, that needs to have more light, more visibility. Um, And especially with, you know, this this era of, well, this era of of black women in many different spheres of the world um, demanding to be seen, demanding to have a seat at the table demanding to uh, demanding that the world um, recognize our value it's important that this tour a black woman created this that features three incredible women you know sharing their work with the world um, really kind of um, 
reiterate that message that black women have been at the forefront of so much powerful transition, res resistances and revolutions and um, shifting culture. And we're going to show you that in all of these cities. We're going to show you that um, and hopefully lead the way for more of that, um, more of that, you know, expansion and growth and more of that message to be heard. Uh, you've obviously, you, you've done a lot of writing. You've done a lot of great music. Uh, is there a kind of a lyric that you've written that still, I know there's a lot of them and I don't expect you to remember any of them, but is there like a lyric that kind of written that you still kind of blows you away to this day that you wrote that? Are you, yeah, or that you've shared with someone that, or shared with us that you're still kind of like pretty amazed that you've done? Really, I mean, it's not even really that deep, but it's so, um, it means so much to me. Um, when I say in forever, never claim to be perfect, that's an impossible dream. I'm just saying that I'm worth it. That's the responsible thing. Spend half my life trying to find my light from outside sources while the only voice that mattered came to me, came from me, rather. Yeah. So, yeah, that for me was, what it kind of was a summation of that journey that I talked about earlier, trying to find... Um, that self-love and that self-worth and that confidence um, to even be bold enough to step on stage in front of anyone. <laughs> uh, so what's next for you after this? What's next after the tour? Um, um, we're going to be home for six days and then we're right back on tour in Europe uh, for a mother tongue tour. We're doing um, Germany, Switzerland, France, you know, all that. And then we're releasing the album at some point this year. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being in the library with Tim Monaco. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me. When I wake up, no makeup, have naked, I feel like I'm the dish. Pardon my language, but hang-ups do not define the kid. No, I'm not flawless, I'm scarred up and I'm fine with it. My body are the laundry list of all of life's unkindnesses. But I still sip tea and chant home and live free. Cause hardships and heartbreaks turn to rap epiphanies. And mom told me stay woke, cause all gold ain't glistening. Choose your words wisely, cause the all-knowing's listening. But no worries, I'm Gucci. My thighs are low juicy. My dialogue, little awkward. My idols still move me. My life is a movie like Raheem and Mookie. I'm just trying to do the right thing. Hope that it improves me. My bamboos are costume to me. You'll be soon accustomed to me. This tomorrow I got royal hemoglobin coursing through me. And my strength is now inhuman. I get that straight from my Umi. Signed in silver mouth the grill of yours and truly. You better shine on them baby. You a star. You better I was in that mirror like four or five times a week on my mile of beats reciting affirmations like holy rites and I still don't know everything. But I guess confessions from 8 by 11s and studio sessions seem like it's only right. And trust me, this my therapy. Up your couch. Finna murk all these Murphy types. Funny styling me. Shut your mouth. Touch me. I'm slaughtering crews, squads, goons, teams. The queen is coming to rule your region. Coming for all of your asses. Plus your house. I ain't always have it in me. No toddlers for pretending. I was 14 years old forcing pills down my throat. So my baby fat diminished. Still got these scars from cutting my wrist when I thought the life was finished. Now they remind me what my lows look like. Now I know the sky's the limit. Okay. 
Never claim to be perfect, that's an impossible dream. I'm just saying that I'm worth it, that's the responsible thing. Spin half my lights when I find my light from outside sources. Why the only voice that mattered came from me? You better shine on them, baby, you a star. You better be exactly who you are forever. Cause they gon' try and change your heart, don't let up. Cause you sure damn fine just the way you You better shine on them, baby, you a star. That's too masculine And her content Little too obsessive Just relax a bit She says she got That's narcissistic Just the facts of it Now nah, I don't really F with female rappers That's just sacrilege Glad I learned early Not to internalize Every ink up Daddy told me With every opinion There comes a sphincter And they would rather She them thoughts Than popularize her thinker Why them lying Archetypes is chasing Cat them trying to sphinx her Rap barrel skin Caramello apparel Mainly vintage Meryl composer Warriors Her every verse Became a vengeance Went through too much hair To not be fine But they still Feigning ignorance, so now I came to click my just do with remaining interest. Baby, I'm a star without the flash frame of Fenty. Came out the doctor, up the entire game upon my entry. Kept it 100, messed around and gained another century. In this, now I'm aiming to pop off to my mental chambers empty. I'm unbothered, your standards is irrelevant. I might F around and rock a body, y'all just for the hell of it. They've been trying to martyr me for ages, cause my melanin. So now I'm soaking UV rays with shakers slathered on my abdomen. My dude, I'm magic, my game is God is my mood. It's savage, that's gang, it's Connie's boss moves and mountains, my range, astonishing dangers, the sun is like rain and comets, they blazing, trails through planets all hell, it's kind of amazing, that's right, we'll call it self-love, discovered I was dope and indulged like I'm scale drugs, and you could call me arrogant and that's gonna help me, but if you trying to knock me down, your demolitions fell, bruh, fell, bruh, fell, bruh, fell, You better shine on them, baby, you a star, you better be exactly who you are, forever. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.